Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Ça va? We're good. Let's get ready. Let's get busy. Let's get busy. Get busy. It's like from South, uh, no, from Futurama. Futurama, yes. By the way, I finally found a place open on my way to work where I can get decent coffee. So uh, that's good. Um, great, Tim. I'm happy yes. to hear that. Um, I know that was a big bone of contention for you. It was a big you. bone of contention. I was hearing some criticisms about your comments about how donuts are a proper... Uh, what? Who? 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 I'm not naming any Br- names. No, name the names. I'm not Bring naming them. any names. I want to see these people but- <laughs> in front of me, and they're going to get a piece of my mind. Well, here's the time to get a piece of your mind right now, okay. here on the what, Tim and Dave Show they podcast. Say? What'd they say? Well, I think they were criticizing, not necessarily criticizing, but we're just calling you out on, Tim, maybe because you're eating less amount of food, that's why you're losing weight. Yeah, be- that's why. Not of because that's why. That's be- the only way you lose weight. Not because you're just eating donuts in the morning. Yeah, but that's why you lose weight, eating less. If you can eat less and incorporate a donut into your daily meal, <laughs> you're, you're going to lose weight. And it's fine. If you my, can do it, my question it's fine is this. Do. My question is this. Does it, does, the, does it need to be that the donut is incorporated without that donut? Listen, no. I never <laughs> said you had to eat the donut well actually your statement just previous to this one sounded like <laughs> okay if you, if you decrease what you eat and add a donut you're gonna lose weight no listen if you eat less you're gonna lose weight if, okay while eating less you can incorporate a donut into that total less consumption it's fine i'm just saying you don't you, need you, to cut you, out donuts you could go miles further no, without the donut no i couldn't if I replaced it with something with the same amount of calories, I, I don't think go it's a further. calorie thing. It's that's oh how you God. lose All weight, right. calories. Please, I lost right. like twenty five pounds. No, that was six pounds. Yes, last week. Now it's twenty five. No, six pounds since I got back from Europe. Overall, I've so when has this donut diet been going on? Since like early July. So you've been losing twenty five pounds with the donut diet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well ladies and gentlemen, Tim is the exception of the rule of metabolism. No, it's, no there's no exception. <laughs> this would work for everyone. It's because I eat less. And in my eating less, one of the things I eat happens to be a donut. Some people couldn't do it. I know there's some people, if they eat like one bad thing or whatever, then they're going to like, their brain's going to tell them you have to keep eating more of this stuff. Okay. Then don't eat it. But if you can maintain a calorie deficit while eating one donut, it's totally fine. Okay. Okay. Listen, apparently these people had strong <laughs> feelings. So if they're going to have a strong reaction, I'll have a strong reaction right back. <laughs> That's right. We also got some pretty good feedback about the Juji Fruit Ranch. Juji Fruits? Juji okay. Fruits. Nice. I think, I Probably think. that's one thing you definitely shouldn't eat in your diet. Though. I love Juji Fruits, but uh-huh. I, think, I think I've expressed that well enough. Yeah, Ooh. I know. What? So I finally bought my suit. Okay. Broke down, said I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. Um, I had to go to court for a different reason on on Thursday. So, mm. that, uh, so they found the body. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what's cool okay. though is <laughs> what's cool. I mean, you got away with that for like six, seven years, right? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it always comes back to bite. Kermit the Frog deserved it. Yeah. Um, no, but um, we won that, uh, which was great. It's funny because I was looking at the docket sheet and uh-huh. it says Commonwealth versus David, <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I'm taking a picture of this. Uh-huh. Um, it was. A civil suit um i i knew i was in the right but it really depended on how the judge was going to take it um mm-hmm. that's typically usually how it works you know it wasn't too serious 
uh, in the sense of like it would be detrimental to my life if, if had if had I lost. Yeah. And uh, the police officer that was involved in the case as well, I, I knew him from a previous incident um, that I cooperated with uh-huh. um, when there was break-ins going on within the neighborhood. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that's one. That's that's the that was the summer I lost my. Oh, the time like someone stole the thing out of your car. Yeah, because I wow. didn't have my door locked. Uh-huh. Uh Because apparently, freaking car doors don't automatically lock after you walk away from them. No, they don't. They should. Okay. They should. After fifteen minutes, if the doors are unlocked. They should just automatically lock. That seems like All a right. logical thing for me to do. Maybe, but Anyhow, it hasn't happened yet. The point is, you know, I knew the police officer. He's a good guy. Um, and you know, it just, just, it just wound up being what it was. So afterwards, uh, I had a celebratory drink with one of my roommates. Mm. Uh, and then we were talking about the case that was going on. We were all dressed formally with our shirts and ties Uh and all that stuff. And the waitress overhearing our conversation asked if we were lawyers. Oh, so needless to say, it was, I did not say yes, but I didn't say we weren't people that were part of the law system. (laughs) (laughs) So it was actually kind of funny. And then, then she said, um, so we're talking about the case, what happened being vague, of course, Mm. uh, while drinking our victory beers, not the beers from victory brewery, just the beer, Uh which we had for victory. Mm -hmm. And then she said, yeah, Rosh Hashanah is, is, uh, is, uh, (laughs) is on, is, 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 was yesterday. She really made a leap there. And and no, 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 it gets worse. (laughs) So, I was like, oh, really? It's Rosh Hashanah already? She's uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm Jewish too. And I was like, what the hell is this supposed to mean? I mean, like, I'm Mediterranean, yeah, but... Uh-huh. And he's pretty... Sh- actually, he does have features that you would constitute possible. I don't know. It just was very weird. It was just a very weird comment to yeah, be made. Strange. Very, very large jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just... I was like, all right, whatever. And, you know, she was very nice. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, was, that was Thursday. And then um, I bought a suit that same day as well because mm-hmm. I had to take the whole day off for the dang court case. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, whew, I dropped some bills, but uh, I look dang fine in it. I think I think I'm pretty what color. Uh, gray. I okay. mean, your first suit's gray or, or navy blue. Yeah. Honestly, uh-huh. you you need one of the two. And mm-hmm. then if you want to go get a, the other version of it, yeah. Or if you plan on getting um a different color, that's you know that's 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 what you do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was happy with it. Uh, I think what I could have gone cheaper on was the um uh the French cuff uh white shirts. Oh yeah, because the French cuff shirts are the ones that allow you to wear the um, cufflinks? cufflinks, right? Mm. Right. So I paid a hundred for that, which maybe if I went to Express, I could have gotten it for forty. But I, by that point in time, I was like, I don't feel like doing this uh-huh. anymore. I'm so over Did it. Did you get the vest? Oh yeah. Okay. No, no, I didn't get the vest. I didn't get the vest. So it's a two piece. It's a two piece. And wow. Tim, don't judge me. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. But the point is, is that I, I, you know, from our, I honestly, from our last conversation, I just came to the realization: this is like whatever, mm. Wh- whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not going to wear it to interviews with a, with the third piece. It would make most no sense. <laughs> it just wouldn't. I'd look like a jerk. Yeah, um, it would. And if I wanted to buy another vest, the stylistic choice nowadays for modern style, uh-huh. like it says that you can buy an off-color vest to the actual. No, 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 no. You look at a lot of GQ, a lot of men's magazine, style magazines, maybe for the most formal of settings, no. But mm. if you're going out with the friends, it's a more – it's formal but a little informal setting. Mm. Having that stylistic choice of having a, an under vest that doesn't completely, completely match the whole ensemble – is 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 fine and and, and the guy the so. guy brent that i was working with and uh-huh. i like having guys that help me out with I my know stuff you like have, i know come on to me where's that uh-huh. where's that disgustingly homophobic joke coming go ahead david i didn't go there you that, went that, there. that's not what i that's not what you normally I said, do i know i know you like how guys assist you to you know uh-huh. meet your goals uh-huh 
how you like to be serviced. Uh-huh. All right. Anyhow, the guy was a great salesperson. He was a very good stylist, um, and he took care of, the, of what needed to be taken care of. Now, <laughs> yeah. I like to add some accents to my style. Something okay. that says, "Ah, oh, this is typically this is Dave." You know, uh-huh. I I don't know if any of the if our if our listeners are aware, but I'm an Eagle Scout. I got my Eagle back when I was uh-huh. a kid, and um, I'm probably gonna make those my cufflinks. Okay, I think, I think things like that, like the cufflinks, are a representation of who you are. I could go to, to, like totally formal, make it mm. look all decked out, but I think like that's the accent. That's the little spice that I want to put onto my style, and I think every man has that in his own way. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. I didn't wear a watch today. I just realized no, that. Um, anyhow, so I bought the suit. Pretty happy with it. Pretty, uh, pretty solid choice. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I think I think I made myself pretty clear. I also washed my shoes. I'm wearing red shoes today. I like my yeah, red shoes. Yeah, they're okay. Thanks, Timmy. I appreciate your confidence in my stylistic choicings. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of style, so okay. I just read this article, and um, I just recently just got my hair cut mm-hmm. for the court case. Yeah, uh, looks great. Uh, thank you, Edwin. Uh, you know how to cut a head. And um, I read an article, and I, I it said haircuts linked with mental health. Uh-huh. And for lack of better terms, you know, the haircut philosophy is you go in there, uh-huh. you talk to your barber, you shoot the stuff. It's not. It can be negative or positive. And there's that time in which you have plus the haircut. Yeah. I think it's obvious to say that when you look nicer, you feel like you, you take better care of your presentation. Uh-huh. You tend to may have a better self-esteem because you feel fresher. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Versus yeah. if you've been sleeping in your house for three days, haven't showered, mm. you know, dr- wearing dirty clothing, your self-esteem goes lower. So mm. I can understand how a, a haircut could like, constitute that, having a better self-esteem of yourself. That's why I recommend, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, to get a haircut or do something for yourself every two to three weeks. Mm. It, for women, I know that you, it's not typical to get a haircut every three weeks, um, given that just... You know, that's just it's just not as common as it was as it is with a man. Uh, to get your nails done, you know, just do something for you. I think that's mm. a, to me. I think that it's therapeutic. It's sell. It's treating yourself yeah. to it. You know what I mean? I well, know. I've been shaving my head recently. Yeah, I know. You've been so doing your haircut. I just do it myself. You, wait, you've been doing it yourself? Yeah, now? I have clippers. I just. I now, mean, do you, you feel better do is... doing it? I guess I like it. It's better than what it was. I mean, there's no other option. So, well, I, 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 I think one of these days you and I should go on a hair hunt. No, no, this is the only thing that can happen. Hey, no, stop it, stop it, stop it. What? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I never like hearing deductive arguments. But it's true. Deduct. I, I like inductive statements. Things uh-huh. that are, things that are subjective and can be switched to a point to which you can see that could be other so- solutions. Hmm. Tim, I think that the world is full of possibilities, not just one haircut. All right, okay. Think about just think about that the argument you're making. Yeah, my hair can only have one haircut for the uh-huh. rest of my life. Yeah, it for some people it's true. I don't think that is. All right. No, I, I don't think it is. You can you can grow a mohawk. I can't grow a mohawk. <laughs> that's the that's the last thing I could possibly do in the freaking middle. Are you kidding me? Well, anyhow, back. To- Back to the topic of the article. Okay. <laughs> the uh, the article stated that a lot of men, especially, don't seek mental health like uh-huh. like professionals, which is obvious, right? Mm-hmm. And they said in the African American community, this is at least what the article said, uh, that's even more so true. Yeah. So the barbershop is more of that cathartic, uh-huh. converse, conversatory or conversation aspect of a male bonding experience that uh-huh. does not deal with alcohol. You know yeah. what I mean? Because people uh-huh. talk at bars, right? Mm. Um. 
And they say that it's a very good cathartic time for a person. Probably better than like going to a therapist. It or could something. be. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's group therapy. Think about it. You have a uh-huh. bunch of guys in a room talking while getting your hair done. They're all mm. laughing, reading newspapers. The, uh-huh. the the TV's on. You talk about the sports. Uh-huh. There's a bonding experience that I think is missing with a lot of men. I think that time where we all gather around that fire pit and talk about our day mm-hmm. of hunting no longer exists because, A, it's not considered manly, and, B, we just don't have the time for it, really. Well, yeah, in general, like, civic, like, what's the word? Voluntary civic social associations right. have gone, like, way down over the past several decades. Mm-hmm. There's a really interesting book. I haven't read the book, but I'm familiar with the literature associated right. with it called, maybe you've heard of it, Bowling Alone by Robert Putnam. No, I have not, no. It's basically about how, you know, back in, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s, whatnot, there was a pretty active, like, civic life where you would have association associations of people, like clubs, like maybe, what's it called, like the American Legion Hall or whatever, or like a bowling club, or just different clubs, voluntary associations. Mm-hmm. Associations. Associations that, yeah. people would regular, that people would regularly <laughs> go to, where they would interact yeah. with a large number of people personally. Right, right. And in general, people just don't do that anymore. Hmm. Well, I, honest- I blame capitalism. Well, why do you blame capitalism? I, I'm I'm totally down for blaming capitalism because nowadays, you know, people don't live uh, close to each other anymore. They live in these sprawling suburbs because they need to afford somewhere to live to go to their crappy job that's like next to a freeway in some corporate park, mm-hmm. and they're working too much and they're driving too much, and the rhythm of daily life just isn't conducive right. towards voluntary local associations where people meet up regularly just to meet up and do something together. Hmm. People just don't do it anymore. And do you think it's kind of, um, now we're on the topic of capitalism and involuntary socialization parties uh, or, or, or gatherings. Uh, do you think that corporate America trying to, I guess, superimpose an artificial sense of community? Yeah, having, oh yeah, for sure. Do you think like, that kind of, does, does that, do you think that's, you know, helpful, or do you think that's... Well, in what sense do you mean a superficial su- sense of community? Well, guys, we have a book club, uh, or uh, we have a we have an outing every Thursday where we oh, all like go to... Oh, like a corporate outing, that sort of thing? Not so much mandatory, though. Like, they they, they make, I guess you would say, like, groups. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, uh, or, like, Donut Friday, It's or... just a way to, like, build a corporate loyalty to the job not loyalty among that group really because that group well, what, okay. if, what if it's a what if it's a group made with not necessarily through the company but uh-huh. people within the company is that would you consider that a voluntary civic group i guess what do you mean people like in the company though so for example let's say a group of people want to start a book club uh-huh. and it has nothing to do with upper management trying to organize it it's just a bunch of people i guess that's fine people they work at the same place so they happen to know each other and that's how they start the book club They're, that's okay I just sometimes think that you know that forced friendships within a, within a, within a company. Like I don't know. Like I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just uh-huh. is this I how I think it's a way of that companies try to like make their workers loyal to that right, company, right, right, and socialize people to like think of themselves hmm. as part of that company, but when that and not part of something else. But when that is not like uh, organized by the company itself. Yeah, I think it's better it's to have voluntary Yeah, I think it's of... better to have totally voluntary independent organizations. One guy works at one place, one guy works at another place, blah blah blah. The only thing that binds them is the association with that you know, organization, right? Like that club. I think it goes hand in hand with those, like those fun leagues that don't really exist as much as they used to for like local baseball teams. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, stuff like that. Because uh-huh. they do have company baseball teams, but mm-hmm. then we're going back to that whole idea yeah, of you yeah. know. Uh-huh. So I really, really wonder what that 
concept would be one way or or the other. You know what I mean? It's just it's just interesting in that regard. Um, speaking of how corporatism has destroyed everything about our life and existence, uh-huh. I just I just saw a heading of a I just saw a <laughs> heading in the BBC, uh-huh. and it, the, the heading was just um, for the article: "What if dinosaurs never went extinct?" Huh. And I didn't read it, and I just said, yeah. "What if dinosaurs <laughs> ever went extinct?" And this went on. Uh-huh. Sorry, Tim. I just thought There'd I had be to a lot of dinosaurs. I, I just I didn't, why why is this an article? Really? For God's sake! Don't you ever think? No, God, no, no, I don't. Think? No, I don't think about that at all. I don't. Th- I'm not a five year old in preschool you'd wondering like, whether or not. What if there's dinosaurs around me? You'd be like at the McDonald's. Maybe they'll be all. I could have a pet dinosaur. You'd be like. I can ride it to my, my school. No school parties yet. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think like that. I, I've gro- Mc- I'm a grown freaking man. BBC. You like at the McDonald's and there's a T-Rex behind. What is online. Flintstones for God's sakes? Like, like you're on the bowling team and there's a T-Rex. Uh, well, apparently Tim, you've been thinking about dinosaurs. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Maybe the article is meant for you. I mean, like Jesus, God Almighty, Dino- Come on, America. Come on, America. Okay. Oh my goodness. Um, speaking about children and education, guys, we are going fast track today on our articles. That's true. Just read another article, actually. Uh-huh. So the I, th- I, th- I think it was the United Arab Emirates or no Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia just published this text for children for the uh, for the education department. The Minister of Education uh, published this for for many schools about the history of of uh, Saudi Arabia. And in one of the you know how in textbooks, Tim, there's usually like you know pictures of old timey uh-huh. you know events, old timey stuff. Yeah, like just like you know. Like the signing of um, the the surrender of the Japanese yeah, army uh-huh. uh, on the what was what was the, what was the ship? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, crap, I can't believe we don't remember this. Well, you know, like the signing of the surrender yeah, of, of Japan uh-huh. during World War II. There, it's on a it's on a battleship um, with MacArthur. Uh, well, one of the big pieces in in, in uh, Saudi Arabian history was when King Fassel. Uh, mm-hmm. Signed the declaration of being part of the UN, uh-huh. and it, in this particular text, there's a controversy going on because there is a superimposed image of that of that happenstance with the king uh, and Yoda. Yoda from yeah. Star Trek. Uh, so Star like, Wars is in he's there. He's wearing like that hood, right? Yeah. And inside the hood should be a person's face, but it's like photoshopped, and it's Yoda's face. Yeah, and. Uh, one question, everyone's like, what? And yeah. the captain is the 1945 signing <laughs> of, yeah. of, of the UN Declaration. They probably thought it was real. Like, I, I get, well, I, that's the problem. It has no context. It's There's like a freaking have, Star Wars <laughs> character. with a, it, it, It's scary. It's like you have the textbook editor. He sees the picture. He's like, I guess. Uh, I, 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 ne- I never seen the guy. Maybe that's him. <laughs> the problem was this, ladies and gentlemen, is that the, I think the editor wanted to say that Yoda was very wise, uh-huh. just like King Fassel, and they were trying to relate to children. But again, there was no context. There's mm-hmm. no context to it. So he's the, the prime the minister of education is getting a lot of flack for it. maybe he's just a really hardcore Star Wars fan. Can maybe. you blame him? Can you no. blame him? Can't maybe blame he's trying. Maybe maybe Disney kind of like. Did you ever watch like the new Star Wars movie? I watched the like when we were kids, episode yeah, one, yeah, two, yeah. and three. But, but like the new thing that came. No, out. No, no. I mean, I'm not really big into. I mean, I mean, as far as uh, the the fiction genre or the fiction, I guess it's not a genre. Fiction is I it guess a genre. It's a, not really a genre a category. Category. The fiction category uh-huh. of movies and and books. I never was into the fantasy. Uh-huh. I was always into the sci-fi. Well, Star so, Wars is pretty sci-fi. No, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I watched a lot of sci-fi, but as I got older, my 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 tastes weren't just like a blanket statement of sci-fi. Like, uh-huh. I have garnered a. Um, 
a specific type of thing that I like uh-huh. to watch. Yeah. For example, the Orville. I know I keep bringing back to this topic. The Orville's this oh, new yeah. sci-fi. Was there a new episode? There was actually. Yeah. Spoke? I I like it. You know why I like why it? Why do you like it? Because Seth MacFarlane, he's the he's the director and star of the show. Um. Uh has a way of storytelling uh-huh. that even back when Family Guy came out, I mm. could tell I just liked it. It's more uh, the pacing of it. It's mm. just, it's easy to watch. Okay. I'm not saying I'm learning anything about myself by watching the Orville. <laughs> I'm not saying that uh-huh. it's like some epiphany has stricken me and I am now a better man. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that it's just it's just something that you watch at the end of a work day. Uh-huh. You're tired. You're like, God dang it, I have to do this again tomorrow. Yeah. And you just watch it and it's like, <laughs> I laughed a couple times and it made me feel better and I can go okay. to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that's what a lot of TV is. It's just uh-huh. that. It's like, it's like therapeutic in the sense that it's mind-numbing, just like mm. sports for that matter. Yeah. Um, so no, I never really watched the Star Wars like the newer episodes because I never really was never got into it. Never really was a a thing that I was really interested in in, in getting into. I just I think it's like a generational thing to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Before we go into the next topic okay. though, what? I do want to bring up this one thing that's been going around the internet late recently. Oh, no. Um, we were talking about Yoda and how that's in a Saudi Arabian textbook now with King Fassel. Uh-huh. Have you been hearing about the? Um, I think it is sociology textbook. Um, or is it a political science textbook going around in college right now where the definition of rape has the picture of that, I believe, who is that piece of garbage kid, white guy, that like uh, sexually uh, uh, assaulted that um, um, young lady who was, uh, I think, passed out from drinking behind a garbage? Like his name, if I heard his name, I'd immediately think, oh yeah, that guy. But So um, as we look up the name of the fella, so... This was a big controversy that was going on during, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago. Do you remember where it was? Ah, uh, God. I think it was, was it an Ivy League college? Um, no, no. Definitely was an Ivy League. So there was this, you know, incident, and this is old news, but I think it's, I think we should recap it to a degree where a person um, who was, I think, a head Brock of, Turner. Brock Turner. There you go. I didn't even look it up. It just came to my head. What university was he from? Oh, um, I don't know. Somewhere in like California or yeah, something. Yeah. So Brock Turner was like this, like all American white boy, right? Uh-huh. And um, and mind you, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we did get some critiques about me saying white boy yeah, and things of that nature. I do not. You're a racist. I'm not a racist. I I think what my real bone of contentions, ladies and gentlemen, it's not white people. And it's you can, whiteness. It is freaking Yoel Ignatius. No, honest, honestly, I think uh-huh. I think where my bone of contention comes from uh-huh. is I'm not. I'm going to be obviously. I'm transparent about this topic, and race is a big factor. I think in our podcast, or at least it has become one. Uh-huh. And I think it should be part of if we're if we're going to be relevant in the 21st century. Oh yeah. Uh, no, honestly, Tim, if we're going to be relevant in the 21st century, we can't just. It's two white men talking in a room about things that are going on in America. Yeah. I think it's negligent of us to not bring up the topic of race. You I say think so. I, I no, in my personal belief, I think it's negligent for us to not. It's very bring it up. trendy right now. It's not trendy. It's trendy. You're right. The it's 1960s, all postmodern You think nonsense. it's so trendy for wanting equality. Yeah, Tim. If, that, uh-huh. if that's the case, yeah, then, that's I'm, then, I'm, then I'm the poster child of trends. Yeah, that's okay? equality. The point I'm trying to make is this, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, Tim and I are both white and male, mm. um, and we both have different viewpoints on life, and that's okay because that's why we're friends. If he was exactly like me, then I would probably get bored because, you know, it's fun to insult someone who thinks that a donut a day is a dietary choice that's going to make you healthier. Well, it will. Anyhow. So. In, the right, in, the, in certain contexts. <laughs> 
But that being said, you know, I think my main bone of contention is the idea of whiteness. And what does okay. it mean to be white in America? And and when I say that, there is a context behind what I mean when I uh-huh. say, quote, unquote, white yeah, people. Yeah, made up postmodern jargon. It's not. It's not. I think there is white privilege. And I think uh-huh. there is a, there is an epidemic of this topic matter going on in America. And I think it hasn't really changed all of that much in, in as 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 it has in the past at least century as it being past century. as it is as still being problematic. I'm not saying initiatives have not been pushed forward that uh-huh. have made things better. I'm just saying it's still relevant. If Charlottesville didn't see anything to anyone, I'm not saying you think of that, Tim, but uh-huh. it, it's proven to us that it still exists. Anyhow. Brock Turner, piece of garbage, you know, you know, bourgeois whitey, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> as I say that, right? Yeah. No, no, no. But truthfully, he he was like this, you know, I don't, came from a good family, played sports, whatever. Finds this girl passed out behind a dumpster after a college party and starts sexually assaulting her. Uh, while being caught within the act, two individuals who were European uh, that were part of this. they were little, Swedish. Yeah. They, they saw the action take place and chased after the kid and, you know, pushed him down all that stuff and i think what came about was is that after the whole legislative excuse me the judicial process took place he essentially got off scot-free the judge pretty much said the social and traumatic uh happenstances that took place because of this trial was punishment enough for him and that uh-huh. you know i don't want a boy who a boy who has just started his life have repercussions for the rest of it based on one bad decision um, what? 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 Uh-huh. I guarantee you if that person wasn't white and wasn't rich that a judge wouldn't be saying, I don't want this one bad choice to ruin the rest of his uh-huh. life. I mean, how many bad choices have people made and had gone to jo- the, the, the judiciary process and had adversely affected them for the rest of their lives? Mm-hmm. So that's Brock Turner, ladies and gentlemen. So what is interesting is that in the college textbook now, for a definition of rape, for one of the pictures on the side, his face shows up. So uh, I think that's that's pretty interesting. I think I find well, that then, quite fitting. I don't. Is it fitting? Then what's what is the definition of rape? Then I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think actual like a Webster dictionary of rape. I think there was probably like a causation and a story about how rape and sexual assault is defined within the United States, and they used him as an example of what the case took place and within. Okay, it. I guess. So I mean, I'm not saying like the definition of rape is Brock Turner. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what it said. I'm just saying like it's using that as a political context yeah. of what rape and what sexual assault is in America. Uh-huh. So you. It's, Tim, talk about your damn topic. Obviously, you don't want to discuss this. So well, no, on. we can discuss it. I'm not sure what there is to discuss. Say more if you want to say more. I don't think there's much more to say other than it's an interesting concept. I guess it's a... Well, what's what, what's a concept? What concept? I just think it's a good... The guy has his picture in the textbook now. Yeah. Okay. In the context of him being uh, you know, a sexual deviant and, a, and, a, and an individual that is uh, the epitome of white privilege in America. What is it? I don't know if he's a priv- the epitome of white privilege in America. I think it America, is. I think so. You can mean. get away with essentially raping a woman behind a dumpster and get away with it if you're but rich the, and white Well, and it male. depends on what you mean by essentially anyway. What do you mean essentially? Well, what, what do you mean that he essentially raped her? No, I mean, not, okay, maybe, I, okay, I will phrase it as this. He sexually assaulted the woman. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Seems no, he, that way. He, he, with, he, what, was the, what was the actual definition? It was, uh, he digitally raped her. Uh-huh. Is that what they call that's it? That's what it was called, yes. Okay, then. So, it was, that's the definition, and it is quite, prof- it's just, yeah, he should have gone to jail for that. Anyhow, Tim, Russia. 
Russia. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of geopolitics, I don't know if you noticed this. Well, you said you didn't notice it. I didn't. So there's this new committee. Yeah. It's like the citizen called the Committee for Citizens to Investigate Russia or something. And it's this really, really weird. Um, what's the word? Really weird partnership between like neoconservative like policy analysts. Right. And Hollywood actors like freaking Rob Reiner is a part of it. Who's a that i don't know some like actor or something okay uh south park parodied him do you remember that episode where um he came to the to the town to try to ban smoking no but it, he was portrayed as a hypocrite because he ate like really bad food i forget uh i kind of remember kind of remember yeah, that yeah, yeah, like yeah. in every in every scene he's incredibly fat and he's <laughs> <a huge laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> and he's saying you have to stop your unhealthy habits smoking <laughs> must be banned like that's him. That was okay, Rob. Okay, okay, So that's him. Okay. And they have Morgan Freeman, and they have this YouTube video out, and it's called like it. It has some pre-title, but it says like war in, in in the title, and and Morgan Freeman's like we are at war. Imagine this scenario, something like a man who was angry about the downfall of the Soviet Union, and he takes out his aggression on the United States with cyber attacks, and he's assaulting the Western world. That man is Vladimir Putin, and we must have our president say that he's dedicating all our resources to investigating this and putting an end to it and stopping the spread of evil Russia across the world. Okay. So, yeah, that's what's going on. I didn't know that was going on. That's what's going on. I like Morgan Freeman, though. Yeah, but I think it's like, has the CIA gotten this clumsy? Because we know this Russian hacking thing is total nonsense and there's zero evidence Probably. of any of it. Probably. But it's like, this is such a weird, transparent, like, psyop. Well, let's be fair here. It's not like celebrities. This is the first time they've gone and done some done really weird stuff. stuff. I mean, look at for Scientology, for God's sakes. Like, uh-huh. I think... I think I think that's kind of the, the thing about celebrity and, and um, like, the music industry and things like, like, like that. Like, I try my best to not get their politics and their social justice movements in the way of the artistic merit of their work. Mm. You know, and again, I'm not saying that I don't like all things that they say, but I, I, I don't know. Like, it's like anything else. When I read a textbook or when I read a, when I read a, excuse me, when I read a novel, I don't want to know what JK Rowling's favorite food is. Uh-huh. I think maybe, it's pineapple. Something like that. You know, it's a great, like it's, pineapple a great it's a great bread. fruit, but I'm partial to blueberries. She likes the sandwich where like it's pineapple bread and go on. Whoa, go whoa, on. whoa, whoa. See, that's what I'm saying. Like if I know this <laughs> stuff about the person, I don't want to read your textbook. I don't want to read your Harry Potter book. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Um, but I guess I guess you know what it comes down to. It's kind of hard to separate the politics and the person and mm-hmm. the art. You know what I mean? And I think too that's like a major bone of contention. And I think you know Morgan Freeman, whatever he's bantering about, doesn't take away from what I feel about his work. You know what I mean? And his relevance within the within the entertainment community. Uh-huh. Speaking about African American um, um, uh, actors, did you ever watch the movie uh, Django? Yeah, Django Unchained. Oh my God! I first it's pretty, off, it's pretty, it's ladies and gentlemen, I first off never knew it existed until like three days ago. Okay, that's weird, but okay. And secondly, I don't think it's that weird. And then secondly, um, it's amazing. It's so funny. It's Quentin Tarantino's director. Yeah, it's so in your face, it's, and I get like, what they're doing. It's over it's the hilarious. top obnoxious in a way that knows it's being over yeah, the top yeah, obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Freaking um, what is it? Um, who else was in there? You got, you got Quentin Tarantino. You got Jamie Foxx. Uh-huh. You had um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was a slave master. Yeah, dude. Everything. I love the German actor, though. Yeah, like, he was also in the other movie, the World War II movie. Oh, which one? Inglorious uh, Incro- Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, and yeah. he was like the main German I villain. think, honestly... And I'm, Christopher you know, something? 
Oh God, I forget. Yeah, you know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I I I I want to put my neck out here for a second, and I I want to go on record saying this. I think Quentin Tarantino is probably one of the best actors of our generation. He's not I mean, an excuse actor. me, one of the best okay. directors of our generation. Okay. Honestly, I, I honestly guess. Kill He's Bill. Entertaining. I mean, I never cared for Kill Bill. I, I loved really Kill Bill. Freaking it. loved Kill Bill. Did you uh-huh. ever, you never watched Kill Bill? I never watched. Like I've seen. Did you watch Casablanca yet? By the way, no. God damn, that's your. Homework. If it were a Sunday, I'd watch. I'd have watched Casablanca. Uh, so Casablanca, By the way, Casablanca, okay. and uh, what should we call it? Um, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. I'm not going to watch Kill Bill. But you I'll have watch to watch Kill Bill. No. Do it for me. No, not a Dave. Enough. Not a good the enough. The guy reason. that changed your life and <laughs> taught you how to love. Not a good enough reason. Okay. Maybe if you taught me how to like make Rice Krispies, then that would have been enough. Oh, man. I make some. But I learned, and it wasn't from you, so it's not enough. Well, you probably learned wrong. I make the best Rice Krispies. Do you? My mom makes the best Rice Krispies, mm. actually. She double, She makes the best brownies and Rice Krispies. Okay. Like She doubles the marshmallow content in the Rice Krispies, so it's not, you're not skipping out in the marshmallow. Uh. I think homemade marshmallow Rice Krispie treats are better than store-bought ones. Yeah. I haven't pain, had any in a long time. Because they're but... a pain in the butt to do, because you have to clean the pan afterwards. Oh, but, geez. God, is it worth it? It is worth it. I think I'm going to make them tonight. I think, wow. I think I'm going to do it. Wow. I think we're just going to go and just, just step to the limit. Yikes. So, um, <laughs> uh, speaking of food, all right, so okay, I food. had an interesting conversation with my uh, with my girlfriend the other day, uh-huh. and uh, she was just talking about, there was this interesting picture montage going around Facebook about mm, maybe six months ago uh-huh. about flipping the, the, the service roles in America yeah. with individuals who typically are associated with these service roles uh-huh. with uh, with them being the ones being serviced and the and then the uh, and then the ones who usually are serviced in America the service industry who are white white people okay. being the ones doing the services and one of the counter uh, images yeah. were Asians being Asian Americans or whatever uh-huh. from varying backgrounds of Asians uh, Asian uh, Asian uh, and of Asia rather yeah getting their nails done by white women or servants like uh, that okay are- I've seen this thing and I want to say like I, I, I don't get it. Inter- What's the point? Like what? Asian Why? people are being forced to. No, no, like, no, 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 no. You're they missing. Make good you're missing. Money. You're they, missing it. They you're come here. The they point. set up the business. Here because they want when to. You hear they, they're good at it. Nails, or whatever. Because here's a question: When you hear, okay, my question is this: I'd Be honest with yourself, Tim. Yeah. Even if you're not, I don't think. I think you're gonna. I know what you're yeah. probably thinking. Made what race? What made what race? What now? I in America. In America, I would think probably what in a hotel. In a hotel. Hispanic. Okay, good. Um, nail salon. Uh, a person does pedicures. Honestly, nail I, salon. People listen, does pedicures. I'm aware that this. I'm asking a question. Are you gonna, Asian? Okay, thank you. Uh, no, I wouldn't honestly. W- wet before nurse. You even... wet, wet nurse in Brazil. Oh, black. Okay, That's so Brazil. Yeah. Well, I, I, I say that only because wet nurses don't exist that much in America yeah, as exa- much as they used which to. Is, I was about to say wet nurse, but. I, the, but but you you do a hundred years ago in a rich guess, bourgeois yeah, sure. family yeah so the point is this I think the but point, no, I don't no, get no, it. Let, is, me is, let me finish 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 you know you're missing the point okay the point is this uh-huh. is that why is it that we stereotype professions that are I would say not professional not uh-huh. I would say it's a blue collar service industry so job. So now you're the one degrading no, these people. I am not. Who I am not. Have a perfectly Tim, fine Tim, job doing nails. Tim, 
you're, you're you're being really defensive right now. You're being super <laughs> super defensive right now. Like I'm just riling you up. No, I'm not. I'm not riled. Yeah, you it's, you, you I, don't no, look riled. No, at all. it's just I can't even get a point edgewise out because okay, you're like, what, Dave? What, what if? What if? Okay, what if? Okay, it's so okay. white privilege of you, Tim. Uh huh. That so, must be it. Yeah. So my, the, the you pr- know what I think? Oh my God! Please, <laughs> I can't even get a word in edgewise about think, this. You're so defensive. I think if you're the dinosaurs, so defensive. I think if dinosaurs are now bringing around, dinosaurs around, they'd be doing the nails. I don't think dinosaurs are doing the. Di- I think so. We'd have like a triceratops right. doing them nails. Okay. <laughs> the point That's is probably. Oh my was- God. <laughs> That's what the article said. You should point read blank. it. My, it my point blank. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even need to make my point. I think it's made. No, go I ahead. Think it, I, know, I think, I it's, think made. it's made. I think it's. I don't know what your point would have been. Yeah, I don't, I, I, that's the whole. That's. I think part of the point is that you wouldn't uh-huh. know because you go wouldn't let ahead. someone actually make ahead. it. Go on ahead. I think the idea of that sort of um, topic matter, and I, I'd say it's a, it's it's a contemporary art project, you uh-huh. know, uh, or an, an art uh, exhibit. Is that we automatically assume that these service industry jobs go towards certain races, uh-huh. and all of which would not make sense contextually in America if you have put them as a white person. Okay, uh-huh. one could say then, well, these are just the types of jobs that these types of people do, and then the question is why. There was an uh-huh. interesting article in the New York Times that happened two years ago that exposed the industry of the nail salon, mm. and this was br- groundbreaking stuff oh, too. Yeah? When I read it, it just blew. My my mind away because uh-huh. they had to do investigative reporting for about mm, I'd say almost close to a year uh-huh. where they actually analyzed the nail salon industry you know it's not and it, it's interesting because Asians that were, were brought over here as either illegally or non-illegally still got paid more than their Hispanic counterparts uh-huh. furthermore though in that inequity still as a general consensus there were you know labor violations health code violations mm, yeah. job occupational uh-huh. violations safety violations housing violations and essentially they were sweat slaves yeah yeah uh-huh but the superimposed fact of this was this white individuals who do go to these places will not get their nails done unless it is of a lower price so it's obvious yeah, capitalism uh-huh, and i yeah, get it supply uh-huh. and demand and price fixing okay uh-huh. but the article asked us to ask this question hmm. Is it our moral responsibility, okay, to not support this sort of industry, hmm. full well knowing of the atrocities of human uh, labor and, uh-huh. and human um, suffering for us to get our nails done, for us to get our eyebrows done, for us to get these service industries done at the detriment of other people? So essentially... We're saying, I am not going to do X, Y, and Z unless I have the cheapest amount to be able to do so. But, but the cost of that, the human cost of that, and one must either ignore it or understand it and still go it, through with it. So you're ignorant or you're stupid, either, uh-huh. either one. And to be able to be in those, in those, in those uh, I wouldn't say factories, excuse me, industries and those uh-huh. shops, okay? Then you have to say to yourself, do we have a moral obligation to say no more? And the only way to stop those types of industries from per- persevering is two things. One, don't go to places where you know is pro- probably not treating their workers correctly. Well, yeah, do that. Or two, uh-huh. or two, pay more so that you can take care of those who are doing that service industry for you. So, Well, I mean, doing they're both the 
the same thing. No, both it's not. Those options. No, it's not. That's not both the same things. Because well, let, no, because either, because either stop going to places that do not. Yeah, I get what you're then saying. Then to go to the yeah, other places where you pay but more. But there yeah. are none. There are none. There are very few and far between. Actually, I'm a man. Okay, Tim, I love you, but I think I can speak. I can speak authority in this topic. Oh, okay? I'm I'm going to give you all the authority. I on think I've stepped into going a salon a little longer, beauty a little more parlors. than you have. Oh yeah, okay? I'll, um, I'll hand that over to you. Okay, so. <laughs> Yeah, and, but I will say this: I tip very generously, uh-huh. just as I tip very generously, regardless of where I go. I and, tip pretty and generously. I, I don't say you don't, and regardless of where I go for my service industry, uh-huh. and typically, ladies and gentlemen, I tip with cash. Yeah. Okay. Only because in the article stated, if you tip with card, oh yeah, that all goes to the owners, and they're not going to distribute it right cor- or, yeah. or equitably. Correct. Uh-huh. And you know. And I, I I asked them about the you know I I am purposefully I know what I'm I know where I'm at and I know uh-huh. what I'm doing but I I make the honest to goodness choice to not tip that 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 dollar or that two dollars you know I make the three the four the five dollar purchase if it, no no less if the if the service was seven dollars I still tip four dollars you know uh-huh. what I mean that's yeah. that's a conscious choice I make mm-hmm. and I think it's a more responsibility for a person who has the ability to do that then just don't get your nails done don't get your eyebrows done if you feel like you yeah can, I agree with that one just don't so I mean, if if you if you can afford to pay the people properly, then uh-huh. don't do it. Yeah. Then you're just you're just adding to the problem. Yeah. So the reasoning for this art project of showing the opposite is for us to question the uh-huh. normalization of this idea of the service industry. And I think, too, it brings about a conversation about race in America. Uh-huh. And I, for one, thought it was pretty witty. And it was very well done, um, stylistically and production-wise. You thought so? I saw the picture. I wasn't impressed. Pictures. There's several pictures. Okay. I saw one of them or whatever. So anyhow, uh, I was talking to my, my girlfriend about this, and she was talking about how... And truth be told, I think the lady or the women that say... Or the people who say this are trying to be honest and f- friendly and kind. Uh-huh. But they say, for example, because my girlfriend's Korean... Um, I love your kimchi. That's weird. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> that's weird. And then and then she said back something funny like, "What if I said something back like, you know what, your pancakes with syrup are outstanding. Yeah. Like, or or I absolutely adore the way you cook your burgers. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> like your culture is so astounding. Uh-huh. I get it." The idea of linking food and culture is 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 as old as as time. Like uh-huh. you know, people and culture and food are all combinated to one another. But it's kind of like that whole. I don't know if you ever saw that YouTube video about the um about this white guy walking on a path, and then there's an Asian woman coming, and he's all like, "Hi, uh, are you Chinese? Are you Japanese?" Uh, like King of the Hill? Yeah, like kind of <laughs> like that. Oh, are you Chinese? Are you, Chinese? Are you a Japanese? And then he like explained. I'm Laotian. Like, no, no, no. He didn't just say Laotian. He like explained like long, like where Laotia is and where, Laos, how he came. Laos. Where, yeah, duh. Where Laos is and how he came here. And he gives this long spiel explaining everything. And, and then, then they're hey. quiet for like a couple seconds. So, are you Chinese? Chinese? Are you Japanese? <laughs> yeah. So, um,. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's 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 interesting. It's just uh-huh. interesting about how one interacts with people who are different from one another. Another interesting thing I observed was a lot of individuals of the African American community, uh-huh. especially women, mm. um, talk about this type of topic where when they meet new people, especially individuals who are white, uh-huh. uh, white women. And one of the one of the one of the oddities of the, of the conversation that takes place is that they ask to touch. That the women's hair. I've heard this a lot. I mean, I guess it. I accept. Tim, if I went up to you and I didn't know you ever, and I asked, "Can I touch your hair?" Yeah, it's weird. Would you feel comfortable with that? 
Not, not really. No, it's of weird. Course. Yeah, no. people. Can I shouldn't... touch any article or part of your body for first meeting you? Yeah, would all that right, make you all feel right, comfortable? Right, no, right. in, in a normal context. No, yeah, not, no, it's, not it's weird. Woody's, okay. Yeah, people should. <laughs> yeah, people shouldn't do that. That's weird. So I just, I just think about that, that, that verbal interaction with one another. I think that's kind of just interesting based on someone's race. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. Just things that have been brought up to my mind and my attention that I thought we needed to be addressed and okay. to be talked yeah. about. I mean, I'm I'm fully aware of these things. Well, good. I'm glad you're aware. They're of out it. there. Yeah, I know. But we 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 need to help prevent them from being considered normal normalized behaviors. I guess interpersonally, it's very it's at least very rude. Yeah. It's at least very weird. Yeah. So people shouldn't do it. So yeah. there you have it. Yeah, you have it, ladies and gentlemen, on the Tim and Dave show. Tim has just solved 300 years of racism in America by just saying what it's What is rude. kimchi again? Kimchi is a fermented cabbage. Um, yeah, and it's usually spicy, right? It's y- good. So it's interesting. So kimchi, the way it's derived and made now is a little different from how they did it back in the day. Uh-huh. From what I understand is that uh, modern kimchi uses a lot of chili powder and mm. chili seeds and things like that. But from, I think, back down, down back in the day in Choson, Choson Dynasty, which yeah. is a later, later, further back a couple hundred years ago in yeah. Korea, uh-huh. they didn't use chili pepper or chili powder mm. because it wasn't um, native. Yeah. So they, but they uh-huh. did use different spices when they fermented the, the, the kimchi, uh, the cabbage, and it was like this big whole communal process where you know mm. you you bring your extended family in and you and you prepare the kimchi you prepare it and you put in these nice big um i think clay or iron jars yeah and you put them down under the um the the ground so that throughout the winter uh-huh. while the kimchi's fermenting and 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 and, and um being essentially pickled yeah that they have a constant for uh, source of vitamin uh the certain vitamins and, uh-huh. nutri- and nutrients during the winter when you know crops and other things are not widely abundant because it's it's cold and it's winter uh-huh. so it's a preservatory survival food that just became part of the custom of eating during almost each and every meal uh-huh. i personally like it i i wasn't super fond of it and i know there's certain variations in kimchi that i actually prefer uh-huh. um but i actually you know as i said you know I don't, uh, tmi ladies and gentlemen uh but uh, i i have a very sensitive stomach and cabbage can mm. also exacerbate that because of the spiciness of it yeah. etc so, uh, but it's a delicious cuisine. I'm, um, and I absolutely adore. I want to interrupt you real quick to make a point that just popped in my head. Is it about my uh, disposition of having a sensitive stomach? Yeah, it's about that. Is it really? No, it's oh. not. Okay. <laughs> so it's about how um, the kimchi thing. How? When, what, what do you mean the kimchi thing? No, like when people meet your girlfriend and she says she's Korean, they just say, "Oh, I love your kimchi." Like that's a point of conversation. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I think I would think of the context I was saying were more with random strangers, not even random my friends. Strangers. Like a person on the street, they figured out that you're Korean and or something, and they say, "I love this." Well, at, at that point, you're in a conversation with the. Person. I, I can't say that I, you know, saying I'm American and I'm Italian. Someone came up to say, "I love your meatballs." Yeah, <laughs> something like. No, me, but no, I'm not I saying wanna, that that's a common. I want to bring up was an it example. ever though? Who probably? Let's think of a place in America that's specifically known for a certain kind of cuisine. Cheesesteaks, Philadelphia. Okay, sure. I was thinking of like Louisiana. What so, the hell? Oh, gumbo. Asian. Yeah. Okay. So let's say there's a guy from Louisiana, white guy, you know, white American right. from Louisiana. Okay. okay. Maybe he's traveling or whatever. Okay. And let's say he's up in Boston. Okay. And he's in a conversation with someone he meets wherever. Right. And they're talking and he says, oh, yeah, I'm from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, Louisiana, I love your gumbo. Mm-hmm. So compare and contrast that with, you know, bringing it up to, um, you know, a foreign person who is who is from a 
country or culture mm-hmm. wh- who's qu- with a certain well-known cuisine. Right. And in a casual conversation, that person says, oh, I love your kimchi. Right. Now, one, I can tell you had some sort of a problem with it. I'm not, I just say some sort of because, like, you know, something about it strikes you as bad or wrong or problematic, right? Right, right, right. Because there's a racial tinge to it. And there is a racial right, there tinge is, to it. Right, right. So what about the Louisiana example? I don't to think me, being don't from think... Louisiana is a race, though. Exactly. It's not racial. No, but it's a characteristic of someone, and you're in a casual one-on-one conversation, right. and you... Here, like, you know, you hear a certain piece of information and you're trying to, you know, forge some kind of connection and keep the conversation going. I'm not saying that that when people say to other races that they enjoy their cuisine, Uh it is done in a nefarious manner. Uh I think generally that it's trying to find that connection between one another. Uh right? And I understand that. My bone of contention is treating people as a person first and then talk about maybe those other aspects of it. Like the first thing I would say to someone who's new is I'm not going to pretend like, for example, I'm not going to associate you with all the common stereotypes that of an that's Asian. the first thing you'd say to someone you met. Just so, just no, so no, no, you no, know, no, 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 because no. I'm one of the good ones, I didn't I'm say not that. Oh going God. to associate Damn. you with all those terrible stereotypes. No, I think, of yours. I just think if I was first off to me personally, yeah, seriously, God, I, this damn this, this person is honking their horn outside. We really it's should still going. Um, no, we're keeping this in. Yeah, for, yeah, we definitely are. Uh, so I just feel like that as a first time conversation with a person you don't know uh-huh. is an odd thing to say to someone. If I wouldn't say it to somebody who I had not known who was white, the first thing I say is that. If I wouldn't say that to a person, I probably shouldn't be saying that to someone else who's, who's well, not Well, I mean, white. I wouldn't say it either. It just wouldn't Obviously, occur to me. I wouldn't bring yeah, this up because, in conversation. And that's what I'm saying. But the social say, context okay, behind but it. But if I was traveling to Seattle and I was having a conversation, maybe we said a couple sentences to each other, I bring up that I'm from Philadelphia and he casually says, Ah, oh, Philadelphia, I love your cheesesteaks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really think anything of it. Well, maybe that's just the context of what it is. Now, here is actually the one argument to that popped into my head. Now, you're I, answering your own questions, Tim. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad that you're learning to be a better person. But David, listen, I know <laughs> this topic inside out and backwards. You know I the know, kimchi topic inside and out. No, too? this all this you're postmodern, all this you know postmodern oh, yeah? microaggressions, oh, yeah? uh, microaggressions, white privilege. Okay, is that, that, that what it's all thing. is? Okay. That it, okay. Well, yeah, that that's uh-huh. what it would be okay. considered a microaggression. Go on, Timmy. What, what popped? I know into all that? of this what stuff. Po- what what epiphany popped in that okay. gigantic, then wonderful analytical brain of yours that knows better than everybody else? I know. Now you're projecting something. I'm not projecting anything. Okay. Now one could uh-huh. say, <laughs> that's only when I'm somewhere else. When I'm quote-unquote home in Philadelphia where I'm around people where the presence of, presence of cheesesteaks is taken for granted, no one would bring that up. So it's not something, it's not a topic of conversation there's I would be confronted by. There's a racial tinge to it, by. Tim. There's definitely a racial tinge to it. I think there's a contextual basis. Whereas someone basis. who is from a foreign, quote-unquote, foreign culture, right. they, would, they would encounter that line of conversation Correct. everywhere. Correct. And that's what I, I think that's the whole point, is the othering. You can make that argument. I was going to. It's, it's the othering of it. It's uh-huh. di- the context of which things are done in, inside, a, a, it's not a post-racial society, we're a very racial society still, is, you know, has that context of what behaviors or what languages or, or or what types of mannerisms would be considered a little bit I don't know I wouldn't say accostatory but I don't think it's in good it's in good light and it's not it's it's not in good behavior another example of people say is where do you come from uh-huh. I think that too is kind of ugh 
Why would you say something like that? Even if it's not meant in malice. Uh-huh. I just think these are certain behaviors just as don't pick your nose in public or, you know, you know, don't burp in someone's face or something. Uh-huh. All the things that you have troubles doing yourself, Timmy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you're talking about not burping. I mean, uh, I'm just joking. Okay. Uh, but the social mannerisms, and I think because w- w- individuals who are white don't encounter uh-huh. as many people mm-hmm. uh, who aren't white uh-huh. in a common basis, have I think difficulties knowing how to interact in a, con- a you know a congenial way that's that wouldn't cause someone to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I think I don't think it's much to ask of somebody to try to. Think more mindfully about how you address someone who's a someone who's you know not in the majority in your country and b a stranger you really don't know. I'm I, I don't think automatically saying I love your frankfurters and can I touch your hair hmm. is the best hello how are you conversation. The hair to have. thing is really weird. Obviously it's weird. Like you shouldn't do that. Obviously hair thing. it's weird. But like for example, if you're in a conversation with someone and they have an obvious accent, an obvious foreign accent, I wouldn't say it. And you I bring up so I where are you from? No, I, I don't think not. I don't think there's anything I don't, wrong I with not. it at all. I would not where'd you no. go to, no so how long have you been have you lived here long that's not bad that's fine of course it's not you're saying it in ways in which you're not making someone automatically feel like they're the other uh-huh. like if i'm at someone's have you how long you been here in philadelphia all your life okay great nice to meet you you know blah 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 blah, blah. i've been here too saying where you're from and how you are and what you do there's different ways of going about doing that than point blank saying wait i know you're not part of my country you're not part of my culture who the who are you who are you that's yeah, what that sounds like not, to me no, no, that's what that no, sounds like to me well I get it, but the not person knows they're not from that country. Yes, I'm well aware of it. Do we have to put that in this someone's face isn't all being the time? Cold. Why not? I just don't think it's necessarily appropriate. I, to me, to my own sensibilities, uh-huh. and to many actually, uh-huh. I don't find that the best thing to ask somebody going forward. Eh. Excuse me, it's just to me, and I think the kimchi statement is part of that. Now, is it a microaggression or whatever semantical it's verbiage you want to call it? Whatever. Postmodern per- stuff. I don't made know. Up I, to write to here's write the essays. thing. To me, uh-huh. to me. You. It's not a big deal for me to change my introductory conversations with strangers of people who are not white. Uh-huh. If that means it makes them feel more comfortable, who says it I'm makes sorry. Them feel more comfortable? Many have said, and there Has is it literature. Been like a poll, I'm sure some people, literature some says people. it. There is. Uh-huh. I also had. I also have. Um, What's, what is it when it's not academically based, but it's it's based upon uh, anecdote anecdotal, anecdotal things as well? You talk to many people. I mean, uh-huh. I talk to many individuals uh-huh. who aren't white because I put myself in situations where I feel comfortable not having to be surrounded by my majority culture. I it's talk just, to very many people who are not white. Okay, fair enough. But do you really talk in depth about these sorts of things? Not really. Of course not. Why would What's you, right? Because it doesn't matter to you. The point is, is that it matters to me, uh-huh. and I find it interesting. And I'm an individual that says, if it doesn't bother me, why do I care enough to get, to make it make? If I can make someone feel more comfortable in something that doesn't adversely bother me, even if it does adversely bother me, I have uh-huh. to ask myself why does it bother me, uh-huh. and then analyze that, and then see if it's really just irrational. You know, me wanting to be the majority and not have and having the privilege of being so. If it doesn't bother me that much, I can change my behaviors. Whoop gosh darn do when we lived together tim uh-huh. you know what i mean as a you pers- didn't change your behaviors <laughs> i did too <laughs> yeah, right. i did too yeah so another example would be tim when you were left alone during the holiday season and i was enjoying a great time holiday season with my family the the heater wasn't working and you had no food in the house and when, when i came this? back and when i came back i'm, just, I'm actually exaggerating the situation okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Sounds> like- <laughs> but I when i came back from holiday time. break I, uh-huh. I noticed that there was a can of chef boy rd that was missing yeah okay and i asked it tim Tim, what happened to my Chef Boy RD? <laughs> that was and like you, the and one you thing. Said, and you said sullenly, 
I ate it and I was going to put it back, but I didn't. And I, I could have, I could have been the David that said, Demi, that was my Chef Boyardee. David. Damn you. But, uh huh. I turned a leaf and said, uh-huh. Tim, it's all right. Don't uh-huh. worry about it. You uh-huh. don't have to pay it back. Uh-huh. Okay. So you I ate changed. so much stuff that I bought, and that was the only thing I ever Tim, ate. Tim, I, I, I don't know about that. That's I don't true. Know about that. Just I don't know stuff about that. here and there. You know Sometimes it. Sometimes you didn't wash the dishes. I washed the dishes 10 times more than you Because you used did. the dishes 10 times more than I did. I washed them 10 times more and used them 8.5 times more. The point is, Tim. I cleaned more. Because I wanted to live copacetically uh-huh. with you in that yeah. one-bedroom uh-huh. apartment in Westchester that cost... We shared a bed. Dude, no, we did not. Yeah, we Stop did. this garbage. <laughs> Dude, we did not share a bed. I can't believe we did that, though. It was a single. We shared it was a, a single. I, I cannot believe... That's how... Dude, give me a pound. We okay. got through life together. Uh-huh. And I, fu- I love it. I love the fact that you and I survived life together and we mm. became the men we became. Versus, uh-huh. I think I'm better than you in many ways. But yeah. uh, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But it was, what, $775? Something like that. For a one-bedroom apartment in Westchester. Uh-huh. Utilities cost us, what, $125? Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a working dishwasher. We didn't have a working oven. Mm. Um, no, we had a working oven. Did it was we? the next year. That uh, okay, did. okay. Our water heater blew up. Oh, that uh, was something else. We, did, we had a cold... We had to take cold showers for two months. Uh-huh. Sometimes our landlord forgot to pay the water bill and we yeah. couldn't use the bathroom, uh-huh. so we had to walk all the way to yeah. the Burger King uh-huh. to go. Do you remember the time we called him because something wasn't working, and he called me back and left this long message how we weren't paying the rent on time, and he said, it was a long spiel. I got this to pay. I got this to pay. I got this to pay. First of all, you're not paying it, but I got this to pay, <laughs> yeah, and this right. to pay, and this to pay, and I need to know the rent's going to be on time to apportion this, and I need to work it out right, and it needs to be on time, and if you want me to be timely with the services, you need to be timely with the rent. <laughs> I remember that. And we called him, and like we called him, like, yeah, buddy, we freaking paid the rent. And he's like, oh, no, oh, I see. Not only that we paid the we rent, we paid it early. You, ca- you cashed the check, and, it's so, yeah, and it, it was- shows <laughs> in our bank statements that you did. Yeah. He's like, oh. Oh, okay. Oh, well, because you sent it so early, I didn't mark it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah 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 let's, yeah let's stop the words there. we survived we survived life together my uh-huh. friend that's one thing i think this podcast really shows is that even though we don't always agree on everything you and i have seen hell and back and we've gone through it and uh i think we're good we're better men because of it uh-huh so but yeah ladies and gentlemen thank you so much thank for listening so much. to the tim and dave show podcast this took crazy turns <laughs> but uh this is a lively podcast, and I appreciate your lively. I appreciate your uh, insight, Tim. And one day or another, you will agree on the right side. You'll get just I'm like always, just like I'm Yoda right. was next to f- the next King Fassel. <laughs> you will be I will be the Yoda next to you, my uh-huh. sir. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening today on this week's uh, Tim and Dave Show podcast. Uh, please uh, uh, like and follow us on Facebook, the Tim and Dave Show podcast. We also have a Patreon account where you can donate anything you need uh, or would like to. Uh, we also, in the Patreon account, if you donate $1, you're able to have us uh, answer any question that you have. Ah, yeah. You donate uh, $2, that you're able to then record yourself asking that very question. Oh, my god! And we will answer it a duly and if you donate five dollars you can pick any topic that you'd like and we would address it here on the tim and dave show podcast ten dollars is the naked picture right uh twenty dollars both of us in the same picture um you know we should have a you know you, it's funny <laughs> i really like how that you really sprung up so <laughs> sprung up there was a <laughs> we, remember you up. and i had this idea in college where we would just oh. like <laughs> yeah. send out christmas cards <laughs> and like really suggestive poses like no, with you it, and me it was like really lame poses like you're taking a burnt turkey out of the oven, and I'm like, and we're wearing like this matching sweaters, and, 
<laughs> and I'm looking at you like, oh, you. Oh, you. Uh, we should do that. We, sh- we should do that. Um, in any case, uh, thank you all for listening <laughs> to the Tim and Dave Show podcast. You can yeah. catch us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and FM Play. Yes. Uh, but everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week, and uh, we'll stay tuned for next week's podcast. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Please uh, have a wonderful rest of your week, and thank you for listening. So really, we're going to do the naked pictures, right? I don't think that's going to be best for our business model. Are you sure? I got the camera right here. Uh, right, why are you take, recording take, me? Take, take, <laughs> get it off. Hurry up. <laughs>